this episode, we dive into Hulu's Into the Dark Crawlers. On St. Patrick's Day, three unlikely friends band together to save a college town from a vicious horde of body-switching aliens. Directed by Brandon Zuck, writers Catherine Wignall and Mike Gann. Starring Georgia Wigham, Pepe Sanuga, and Cameron Fuller. Hi, welcome back to Dead Dicks Podcast. Um, you guys, what did we think of Into the Dark Crawlers? I <laughs> I don't even know how to feel about it. It was like a typical, um, I don't know. It was like a typical, I. it was really fun. I found it fun. I think I, I found it, it was... Uh, it it was odd to me, uh, especially when. Um, okay, so the intro is is her on a video, and she's doing kind of like an introduction. Like it kind of seems like she's doing a blog, um, and then we find out that the that the storyline also adds into a holiday, which is St. Patrick's Day. And I've honestly never. I don't think I've ever seen a movie done uh based on a saint patrick's day uh, pa- uh saint patrick's day theme um yeah maybe the movie like leprechaun but that's a leprechaun so <laughs> never mind i take that back <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah it was a little odd for me but it was uh this movie i would have to best describe it as like um a combination of the uh what is uh, the body snatchers invasion of the yeah. body snatchers excuse me yeah uh, with the combination of um, uh, Night of the Living Dead, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think also mix in with, like, uh, a woke college movie. Yes. Yes. Woke college <laughs> Thank movie. you. Yes. Thank you for adding that element. I love that yeah, woke college movie. Sorry, I gotta add a little, it's a spineless woke college movie. Yeah. <laughs> because... <laughs> The main theme of the movie is that aliens are invading and they're eating people and they're taking over their bodies. But then the next thing down for what the movie's about is this girl was drugged and raped. But mm-hmm. they never say the word rape in the whole movie. Yeah, that is true. They say it's I, um, yeah, they're, so it's, they're like trying to tackle a difficult subject, but without having to talk about the difficult subject. Yeah, it was, I did feel that a little odd because like their foundation was on like, you know, the, the aliens and then these people turning against each other. But then there was this other twist where the, the execution was kind of weird and like Mm -hmm. gender roles and, um, like the women believing women movement, like, um, like time's up. Yeah. They, they reference and hint towards it heavily and often, but without ever really saying much. Yeah, I mean, the girl is is con- not constantly, but you know, her friends hanging out with the the bad boy of the college campus and the the main. I can't remember their names because I don't have my notes in front of me. I don't know what happened to them. But she keeps reminding her, like, "Hey, don't hang around him. I got drugged, and you know." drugged and things happened <laughs> in that, you know, uh, not sorority, but what is it called for men? I don't fucking know. Fraternity. So she was, Frat. uh, she Frat believed to have been, uh, drugged and something happened is what they keep saying. They always say something, yeah. something happened. 
something like we know what you're trying to say just go out yeah. and say it you don't have to say something happened a billion times these are adults yeah. watching movies i know i thought i thought that was weird it kind of actually got annoying how how often they were saying it without saying it mm-hmm. yeah i'm like just be woke already or don't <laughs> just be, I love like that. just be one. woke <laughs> yeah like just pick one like if you're gonna bring like the subject of rape and assaults, sexual assault on college campuses, which runs prevalent, um, like then do it or don't. Like you can't, you know, that's kind yeah. of what irritated me as well. They mm-hmm. almost did it a lot, which is- Yeah, because I understand like they were trying to create, uh, you know, like I said, there was that foundation and then that's what they anchored it with. But then if you were going to create like a MacGuffin effect, and then do this entire um, uh, kind of add this subject. But that's what it, it, it felt like. It was just adding on a subject instead of turning it into that subject. Um, yeah. Like into this is what it is now. Um, but it just felt kind of muddled and we kind of just lost pieces of it. Yeah, we're here. Um, I mean... I- uh, it was a clever concept, honestly, but... Yeah. Um, I could appreciate the effort. Yes. You know, but like, again, do it or don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I I like that they they were trying to make an effort, but I think they they tried to straddle it a little too much. Like Mm -hmm. they were trying not to get too serious with the movie, but also still have this serious undertone. Which is like, why though? The the main- For this kind of um, movie. Yeah. The main character who isn't the uh, narrator is the, uh, let's get some information about the movie real quick. Shauna, uh, she's a drug dealer, conspiracy mm-hmm. theorist, and she's the narrator. So she kind of switches. She's my favorite person. From being, oh, yeah, she's my favorite person the whole movie. She switches back from being a trustworthy narrator to an untrustworthy narrator and turns out to have been a trustworthy narrator the whole time. Um, shit, what the fuck was I bringing? I was saying that for some reason. Oh, sorry, I started bringing it up and I forgot where I was going with it. Um, but all right, I just want to clear up something that you said, Alex. Uh, you said that they were hanging out with the guy that's the the head of the, I guess, rapist um, group. The the, the frat the house. Well, I mean, they yeah. saw him. They saw him at the like the in the movie. They show like, okay, this is a small town. This local bar always does this crazy St. Patty's party, and everybody bar hops or whatever. So it's not like they were on purpose hanging out, but they kind of, you kind of assume that every college kid is going to be there because, you know, of what the whole situation is because of the party and stuff like that. You know, it's a big town thing. Like even the cops know, like, yeah, "Yeah, just leave them alone. Let them be drunk. Who cares? As long as they're not hurting anybody. Mm Mm-hmm. The, so the the guy who drugged our main character, that's what I was getting to. Our main character's name is Misty. Um, Misty, that's what it was. Yeah, so there's the narrator, Shauna, and then our, our other main character is Misty. Uh, she was the one who was drugged by a frat guy named Michael, mm-hmm. uh, who thinks he can get away with everything because his dad's a lawyer. He also tried to buy roofies from uh, Shauna, the drug dealer, and she sold him Tic Tacs instead. Which is, which is the best part. Of the whole movie. <laughs> he, he sells all of her drugs to the frat guys at double her cost of what she sells yeah. everyone else. And she sold them Tic Tacs. Yeah, <laughs> which is the best. I thought it was great. The guy that they end up hanging out with, uh, his name is Aaron, and he's the, the head of the, um, he's the president of the Beta Sigma Eta, or they call themselves also the Wolf Pack. 
And uh, throughout the movie, his argument is that he's never raped anybody, but he's also really good friends with a guy he believes to be a rapist and still mm-hmm. lives with a guy who he believes to be a rapist. Yeah, and he didn't stop. He, he didn't stop the assault from happening. And that's what the general like argument just is. As bad. Yeah. Which so is just as bad. Yeah, not just as bad, but pretty fucking close. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's the same Especially, thing pretty much. He admits that he knows the guy does some shady stuff. Even though they don't say what he does or what he thinks he does, but he, you know, admits that the guy is shady, but he's not like him. But he still hangs out with yeah. him and still lives with the guy. So um, it's pretty much the same thing. But that's that's <laughs> the character arc is that he kind of learns that just that even though you don't do the horrible things, you're still a bad person if you put up with it. So I have a yeah. question for you too. Um, with uh, the seriousness of the uh, seriousness of these subjects and the approach of the uh, the campy approach of the horror aspect of it, did you think there was a good uh, effective balance between the two? Um, I I don't think so. I think it was too. Uh, I personally think it was it was. There were definitely holes, I think, in how, I don't know. I think it was just too much. It was either be like Invasion of the Body Snatchers or be a movie about, you know, a woke movie about college rape. You know, like, I don't know. For me, it was like a lot coming at me. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. it seemed like they were trying to be a campy 80s horror movie, but mm. also a teen drama on the CW network. And oh, they, very well said. I like that. Yeah. That's so the I think perfect. the campiness, they got pretty close. I think it could have been even campier, and it would have been great. Yeah. Uh, if they pulled back on the campiness and then played more on the seriousness, then it could have been good. So I think they needed to like choose one way or the other. And I feel like they didn't want to make a decision between being campy and fun and being serious. Yeah, I think for me, it was like a, I don't know, like, for me, it was kind of like, you can't really do, you can't be woke and have like a a movie tackling the subject of like rape on college campuses. And then it'd be kind of like a funny, cheeky horror movie that's funny. Like, I feel like oh, wonderful. kind I love of that insulting that. that subject and really insulting, you know, that kind of subject line. Mm-hmm. You know, I love, you know? I, had, I had a note written down here. You can't be tongue in cheek about rape. Yes. <laughs> and then I love say, that you said that. So uh, my other question is like, should they have played it a little smarter or should they have gone a little darker? I, I wish they, they had, if they were going to do the college uh, um, uh, drugging and rape thing, I think they should have taken it more seriously and yeah. just in the whole scene dealing with it rather than like every scene bringing it up but never actually talking about it enough. I think it's, I think it's kind of insulting Misty's character because it kept being brought up you know, and it, yeah, it showed that, like, you know, a lot of people didn't believe what Misty was saying or kind of brushed it off. But I think it kind of defeat. it kind of made her character seem annoying, even though she wasn't, because clearly that's obviously a big impact on your life completely mm-hmm. as a victim. But to me, I felt like it was kind of insulting because it kind of made her character, like you know, the angsty feminist who hates all the men, like, and it was kind of, 
you know, to me that defeated the purpose of her, of that arc in her story. You know, I feel like they kind of made it seem like she was being annoying about it on purpose, which I didn't care for. My problem with it, and what I think maybe uh, I'm assuming the other characters around her, was that she was upset that no one believed her, but she also didn't say anything. Like she, Yeah, okay, that's a really good point. So it's hard to believe somebody when they're not saying anything. Like, what are you supposed to believe? That something happened? Sure, something happened, but if you're saying you're the victim and you're saying that something might have happened, what are people supposed to do with might have happened? Yeah, I I think it's a a really difficult yeah it's a gray area in the sense and it's hard to be able to say something especially when you're afraid that no one will will believe you. Um, I think that's what it is. Like it's really difficult because clearly, if you're drugged and you don't remember, you don't remember. You know, and if your rape kit isn't processed and just Mm -hmm. chucked, you know, into the police archives of bullshit then you're never going to know. She may never have had answers. Mm-hmm. She just assumed that, okay, well, I was drunk, so I'm pretty sure shit went down. You know? Yeah. Well, she could have at least maybe given a little more detail, like I woke up the next day and was hurting or, you know, something, some yeah. other evidence, then you just don't remember the night. Because if your whole story is, I don't remember what happened that night, and there's no, like, there's no no one information. How are people supposed to take your side when you haven't even taken your own side? That is true. It's a it's a really like her area. her interaction with uh, Michael makes me definitely believe he raped her and did some horrible shit. But that's because we saw the interaction afterwards, and we found out that he was trying to buy um, roofies, roofies, yeah, Tic Tac instead, and then he buys drugs from somebody else now because of that. Yeah. So because we saw that scene, it's like, okay, we definitely believe her, but she's not giving anybody else any information other than he probably gave me uh, a roofie and I don't remember anything. And that's it. I think it's hard because they probably don't, you know, every person, every victim is different. And it's probably like a, you don't want to relive it. Like Um, just, I think it's like that, that anger of like, just believe me, trust me. Like it happened yeah, I don't remember, but I know it happened type thing. But so I think it, what happened? You know, I think it's a really difficult gray area in that sense yeah. of like... Yeah, so every, I, of, I, I believe I, I absolutely agree with you. Every victim is different. So it's, and that was, that's a really hard subject to talk about in such a, in this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, then they I tried to tackle that, which was odd. Um, I, I, I can appreciate it. I think mm-hmm. they either need to tackle it more or a lot less. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think half-assing uh, that subject isn't a good idea. I agree. Yeah. Beautifully said, guys. Um, I'm going to segue right into fun facts. Uh, fun since facts. this was an alien movie, I'm actually going to do a fun facts on the movie Ooh. Alien from 1979. <laughs> uh, I love that. <laughs> Aliens, uh, or Alien, I believe, uh, was originally going to be called Starbeast. 
when Dan O'Bannon oh. was drafting the screenplay that would become Alien, he had a more unusual title, Star Beast. He didn't like it, but struggled to find a better replacement until one late night writing session. As he was typing a dialogue in which the crew members discussed the alien, the, <laughs> that word jumped out at him. He promptly ditched Star Beast for the simpler title, which we now know as Alien. Uh, I would have loved Star Beast, not gonna lie. <laughs> You would have sold me more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Starbeast quirky and fun. Movie. And then you have this really intense movie about aliens. So. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's, let's go down um, the Crawlers movie. And okay. what was the plot of this movie? The plot was that... Uh, aliens had crash landed there a long time ago and they've been slowly growing. And now on St. Patty's Day, what, like 30, 40 years they later? Like, yeah. Uh, they planned a party in the building where the aliens have been hiding out. So the aliens now feel threatened. So they've decided to attack. After 40 years of essentially peace, uh, the aliens now feel their, their tiny shack that they've been hiding in. Uh, they're being attacked. So they're going out into the city or out into the town and fighting back. Nice. That's um, pretty much it. It, it, really, it. It seems like I'm taking the alien side here. <laughs> it does. <laughs> You're like, fuck them, I'm kids. I'm not. They're definitely the bad guys. They're definitely eating and killing people when all the kids wanted to do was get drunk and throw up in a, in a shed, basically a giant um, farmhouse. I don't know what the, exactly that building was supposed to be. So um, I have another question for you guys. Did you guys think the acting um, was what brought the the intense, uh, I guess, uh, the intensity of the movie or what was going there? Was there, a, what, did it need more action? Did it have a lack of action? Was it too much comedy? Was there a lack of comedy? Again, I think they, they, they were just in the middle of the two. They, they either needed more action or more comedy. I wish there was more, because I appreciate the comedy, but I wish there was more like interactions with the aliens instead of kind of like passing scenes. I you see know, that. of like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, the alien's here, and then they cut away to a different scene. Yeah. You know, like, I want to see the alien or whatever transpires. Like, the part the part where they're all driving in the car, and they suspect the girl's new friend. Like, Yugen. they suspect her, and they, like, kick what, her out or what whatever. What was her name again? I forgot. Yugen? Yugen. Why Yugen? Yugen. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yugen. So... Eugen walks off because she's like, fuck you guys, I'm out. This woman, you know, drug dealer's mom is crazy. She's like, fuck this, I'm out. I would have liked to see what transpired in that scene besides her like stumbling upon something and then it cuts away. There were a lot of parts where it just kind of like kind of fell apart. Um, And I... I guess in movies like uh, Shaun of the Dead or Zombieland where they went full on to commit to... Yeah, I love that. to, Mm -hmm. ...to those pieces of like on the comedy side... Um, and then if it did get serious, they actually did. Like when, um, for example, like Shaun of the Dead, when his mom was like, when his mom got- When his mom was bit. Yeah, like they went full on. And um, there was- (laughs) I was like, oh, that's wonderful. That's, uh, but in these, in, in, in Into the Dark Crawlers, um, there were just some parts where it just kind of fell apart. And I was like, why didn't they follow through with some of those pieces? I think that, that was the problem with the whole movie is there just wasn't enough follow through and commitment to what they were trying to do. 
Yeah. I asked a lot of stuff. And, but my biggest problem with the movie is the, uh, the scene in the drug tailor's mom's house. Mm. Because she's giving all these people shit for not believing her crazy alien stories from the past 40 years. <laughs> but she's also offered zero proof other than something crashed out in the front. <laughs> Yeah, you're not really giving me evidence if you're just telling me that something crashed. That's cool and great. So what do you guys think with this campy movie? Um, was there enough jump scares? Was there enough sex scenes, nudity? No. I preferred more nudity rather than just the guy in his underwear. <laughs> yeah, I wanted, you know, like, I was expecting titties everywhere because it was St. Patty's Day. <laughs> like, that's what I was expecting, and I was ready for it. But, you know, I, I if you're my fiance make- was a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's a B-horror movie with no nudity. Yeah, it was weird. Kind of circling back to what Brian said, I think it's like that we're missing, it's not complete. It wasn't complete in the sense of, like, it being actually really scary. You know, there was no completeness to it in that sense to me. Like, because when yeah. you think of, like, campy 80s horror movies, you think, Jump scares and titties. That's what you think of. Mm. And yes. Was it entirely <laughs> absent or is it still considered a a campy B-horror movie? It's definitely a campy B-horror movie. Yeah, of course. It had some jump, uh, I guess, attempted jump scares. Uh, it had a couple in there. Mm. Yeah, they had a few and it wasn't terrible, but it was kind of like I expected more. You know, I expected Uh, people to be like, I think for me too, like the lack of like people when uh, in front of the frat house, when they kill the guy in front of the frat house, like everybody's like, oh my God, we killed a guy. And like, nobody's literally having a mental breakdown about it. (laughs) Like to me, that's not real. Cause clearly, obviously like, like, unless you're, like, killing people on the DL, like, dead, you know, you're killing hookers in town, like, on the DL, you're going to be mortified if you see a dead body in front of you. And it's a dead body right. in front of you with, like, four more dead bodies in the back seat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're going to be fucking, like, shitting your pants, not just like, oh, no, dead bodies. <laughs> you're going to be like, I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So that to me, like, you know, noticing those emotions more as I've been getting into film more mm-hmm. um, and being around like filmmakers and stuff, like noticing that, like, you know, I pick up on it more now, like the lack oh, there yeah. of like true emotion in that sense. And it's just like, hmm, that seems kind of, I feel like you should be crying a lot more mm-hmm. if you're, you know, approaching a car that has character. a bunch of dead bodies in it. <laughs> like, I feel like I, yeah, that's, I, I thought that was odd too. Um, I felt like at least one character should be freaking out of the dead bodies, unless you're yeah, just like tripping balls. Dead bodies. Um, Eugene did a little bit, but not, I, I feel it like it's been a lot more. I mean, like, you know, when you think of like, when you think of those, especially like with like B rate zombie movies um, and stuff like that. You always know, okay, there's the one guy who's been waiting for this, who isn't afraid of any type of dead body. And then the rest of them are all like, oh my God, there's a dead body eating another one. Ah, freaking the fuck out. And you actually believe it. You know, in this one, it's like, 
they're all oddly calm. <laughs> Everyone's freaking out like they just got a parking ticket, not that there's a bunch of dead bodies around them. <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> I describe it as like, you know, when you watch like the Mentos commercials, like everyone's like fake smiling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like, uh, or one of those like, um, uh, like herpes commercials like back then yeah. where everyone was like, for some reason, riding a horse and being happy. Yeah. I um, if I had herpes, I would not be riding a horse and being happy. I'm pretty sure my crotch would be on fire. So, um. Speaking of STDs, uh, in the movie, um, the way to differentiate between a human and an alien is to see the blood. Humans have red blood. Aliens have green blood. Yes. The Patrick's Day movie, and of course they do. Um, but so they all take this uh, dirty knife that I think I think it was Shauna's knife. She pulls it out, yeah. and then everyone just starts cutting their fingers with the same part of the knife. I'm like, you guys are all... Yes! This like is how COVID spreads, has... guys. And also, if you're going to cut yourself, to pro- don't cut yourself in the fingers. There's so many... There's, there's so much feeling in your hands. It's going to be yeah. so... You do a small cut on, like, the fat part of your arm, just a tiny one. And then yeah. you clean the blade, and then the next person does it. So you spread AIDS, like, guys. Yep, I'm human, guys. Because we're sharing this knife with a bunch of... Very untrustworthy people. In a college town. College, in a college town. People. You're just sharing needles. Yeah. Not that I've done yeah. that before. Um, <laughs> Clearly you have, Chris, but it's okay. With you. Maybe I have. I, don't I mean, I'm not here to judge Chris, so. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. <laughs> talk about it when you want to talk about it. Um, right. I've got a question for you guys. Yes. What was the part of the movie that made the least amount of sense for you? Oh, my gosh. Um, Everything. Sorry. Okay. Alex, go go ahead. Go first. No, you can go first. I'm trying to think. So Um, for me, I... It... Okay, so the least amount of sense to me was when she... Well, I don't want to talk about the end. So let me... Let me back up a little bit. Um... When the guy was found uh, in his underwear upstairs um, and everyone was like, oh, he's uh, he's the one who did something to her. Um, and, and, and no one was believing him, but everyone was like, let's believe me when I say something was done to me. And he yeah. was trying to say, like, I did nothing. And he really didn't do anything because she was actually, she went off and did something else, um, I believe. Isn't that correct? Or yes or no? Yeah, she she got picked up in, like, she, like, got picked up in an alley because mm-hmm. they found her phone. Remember, Misty found her phone in, like, yeah. the street or whatever? So... Oh, uh, that was beforehand. Sorry. Aaron, Aaron was tied up, and he had supposedly been with Misty. We find out later that Misty was taken by a version of Aaron. Yes. The, yeah. So, so Aaron was, was tied up, uh, getting on with a lady, and she bit a chunk out of his leg, then got spooked, jumped out the window, turned into him, and then kidnapped Misty later on. You mean the other girl, not Misty. Well, oh, Chloe, the mean Chloe, girl. right. Chloe. Her name was said enough times in the movie. I should have known. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other Misty was borderline, like, obsessed with her. Oh, my God. It got so annoying how often. Let it go. We're looking for Chloe. Where's Chloe? 
Like, bitch, you're yeah. being chased by aliens. Think about yourself for five seconds. For just five yeah. seconds. Just for a little yeah, bit. Don't worry about it. She'll be Think fine. about yourself for a second. <laughs> you're also in grave danger. You should worry about yeah. not dying. Um, well, also, that also didn't make sense to me. Like, if my friend was just pretty much kind of ignoring me and just moved on to another person, like... Bye. Bye, bitch. I'm leaving you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would have been like, all right, I guess I'll go make other friends. Um, I'm, I'm taking not sure the, why she was so obsessed. It's like, but, I'm taking the 38 special and bouncing and going to kill aliens. Bye. The uh, narrator does make fun of Misty for that. She calls her sad. She calls her lonely. She calls her desperate. Uh, which is, I guess, is why she would say with Chloe, she doesn't really have any other friends. Oh, man. Yeah. Now Wait, that makes me sad for her. That's really yeah. her only friend in the movie uh, up until she meets everyone, until she hangs out with everybody else where they're trying to kill aliens. Uh, Alex, what did you think was the least believable uh, or the least believable part of the movie? The least believable. Or at least, like, the, the, what, what do you think the biggest mistake in the storytelling or the, um, or in the characters? Oh, jeez. I, that's a tough one. <laughs> like, everything in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think, again, for me, it was, it was lack of continuity, like, from a technical perspective. Like, the guy just had, like, his leg bit off, and he's, yeah, they made him, like, stumble out of the house, but, I mean, you got bit right near your femoral artery, you'd be probably bleeding out a lot more, you'd probably be mm-hmm. dead. Like, you know, I think of technical stuff like that, like, um, how I think, I can't remember who got stabbed when they stopped the car in the bridge, like, underneath the bridge when they were all cutting each other's hands with the I same dirty knife. Eugene stabbed Shauna, right? I think uh, so. But like yeah. she kind of, again, it was kind of like brushed off. Yeah, it was. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she's not, yeah, I get it. You probably have adrenaline running through you. You're probably really like, you know, hyped up on the brain drugs, but like, you're going to feel it when you stop. Yeah. Like that, that to me was not, like, again, circling back to, like, people's emotions about things, continuity things like that, like injuries and stuff like that, that was made it not believable for me, was, like, the lack thereof in the sense of, like, emotions and, you know, yeah, I get it. You have adrenaline running through you. You're not going to feel something, but you're going to feel it eventually when you stop. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the bite on the leg, like, you're not going to get far. Like, that hurts. Like, especially being so close to, um, like, an artery that, you know, if you nick, you'll bleed out and die. So that, that was not believable for me. Like, and the people just, the thing, the disease thing, like, the body shifting for me being spread by bite, I mean, is cool, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, like I think of when I think of bites, I think of like transmittable diseases, like obviously like zombies and not, they're not like transmitting a, anything to the people. I, I think they're just trying to get the DNA and yeah. hang out, out of them as yeah. disease. as it just just the, I guess like, you're right. Uh, that's I, honestly in real life not believable, but I can yeah. spend my disbelief for that. Yeah, I get uh, I get why they did it. I just it's to a little me, bit more 
difficult, and I think you're right about this, is that the guy had a huge wound in his leg, but it wasn't bleeding. It was it wasn't dripping well, blood. Yeah, like, oh yeah, that's right. You know, when they're running in the warehouse where the aliens are, like everybody's just go like, dude, bro, like mm-hmm. yeah, you can wrap up your leg all you want. It's still gonna bleed if you're putting pressure on it. If you're walking yeah, walking on it. Yeah, that that to me was like the most a lot of things in the movie were unbelievable to me because of people's reactions to them. Mm-hmm. That's what I saw. It's not even like the plot of the movie. Yeah, it was it was cute and fun. Like, oh, cool, shape-shifting, you know, like people, DNA-eating aliens, cool, great, from outer space. Love that. Dig that. Yeah. But the lack thereof, like, continuity is what bothers me. I can see that. Um, I was going to say my most unbelievable, my biggest problem with the movie, characters of the, of the plot. So it's near the end when they finally find find Misty and they get uh, um, split Even up. Chloe. Chloe. God damn it. Why did... <laughs> Chloe. Uh, when they finally find Chloe, they get caught up with her. Uh, they get separated for a second and then Misty finds her in a room and now there's two Chloes. They're both holding their arm claiming that oh, they yeah. got bit. But there's no blood. Like, oh, you, you have a giant bite mark, but your hand perfectly covers 100% of the wound in blood. Yeah, no gush. No gush. And then so Misty's sitting there with an axe now, ready to throw it and kill one of them. And they're both claiming that they're the real one. And all she has to do is say, let me see the wound. Yeah. And yeah. so she throws the axe and hits one of them because she thinks it was lying to her. Mm-hmm. So they're being very cautious, like checking things, like, make sure, like, oh, let me see your blood. And then it comes down to, I'm going to throw an axe at one of your head, and they don't even check. They yeah, check throughout the whole movie until it actually comes down to, like, a time when you need to check, and they don't check. Yeah, um, that's what is weird to me. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, her reasoning for, for – she spoiler, she kills the, she kills the alien. But yeah. her reason for it is that alien lied to me. The real Chloe would never lie to me, even though the whole movie Chloe's been lying. Yeah, about hanging out with Eugene. Yeah, and spending more time with her. So yeah, and Chloe had been lying about believing Misty and a bunch of other yeah, shit. So, which is yeah. shitty. Your friend you should believe you regardless. Um, that I do. I uh, and they did do one of those like cliche deliveries, which was like, which one? Which one do I kill? Yep. Like kind of yeah. thing. very cliche. And I was like, uh, one of these, huh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> One of these, eh? <laughs> We've come to this part of the movie. So I'm going <laughs> to jump into um, into a fun fact. Uh, Alex, I think you'll uh, you'll appreciate this one. Uh, Ripley was actually written as a male character. O'Bannon oh. wrote the entire cast as men, but they left a note in the screenplay that the crew is unisex. Oh, what? And all parts are interchangeable for men or women. Uh, Shusets, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that wrong. Admits they never dreamed of a lead being a woman. Uh, the producers made it that uh, made that call, believing a female Ripley would be more unique, but also more palatable to their bankrollers. Oh, okay. Well, duh. I mean, you have her in a tank top and you know, a white tank top and white underwear. Like, what do you? That is true. Like, duh. Made the movie. I for mean. Me. Yeah, like, I mean... You wouldn't be able to do that with a dude, actually. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, let's think that, like, you had Chris Pratt and Garly, Guardians of the Galaxy without a shirt on, and everyone was like, oh, my God. Ugh. You, 
like lost their fucking minds. It's not the same effect, though. But it's not uh, the same, though. Yeah. I agree. It's not the same. Like she is a beautiful woman in her time. Is a stunning woman. Yeah. And then you're gonna put her in like scantily clad, like white undies and a white tank top. Well, duh. I mean, they were smart there, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna make bank, you guys. Yeah. All right, so on to the conclusion of Into the Dark Crawlers. Um, Head, um, spoiler alert. I thought it was boring. Oh, God, let's get the ticking time bomb and blow up the nest. Woo! Cool, great. What about you, Brian? For me, anyway. I thought it was an okay movie. Uh, I wouldn't tell people to go out of their way to watch it, but if you're bored one night, it's good. (laughs) It'll keep you entertained for an hour and a half. Yeah, like if you want to get completely baked or have a couple drinks, you know, it's a stupid fun movie. Like, it's stupid. It's watchable. Yeah, it's watchable. Oh, I will say there is one, there was one part where it did get me excited. Uh, the character Michael, who was uh, Misty's uh, possible rapist, um, he looks a lot like Brock Turner, and he gets knocked the fuck out in the movie. Yes. Oh my God, he died. Oh, he looks just like Brock Turner, and he gets knocked the fuck out hard by Misty. But what's weird but to me, I feel like what's weird to me is that, like, correct me if I'm remembering wrong, because it's the story of my life, but I feel like toward the end, they started making it like Misty was going to forgive him type thing, and that maybe there could be something down the road with them. I never got that between Misty and Michael. Not Michael, um, and sorry. Aaron never did anything well. Yeah. Anything wrong other than staying friends. I got them mixed up, sorry. Uh, Michael Aaron, gets knocked the fuck out, though. You're right, and it's wonderful. Aaron kind of ends up with Shauna in the end. Uh, she's narrating everything and kind of wrapping everything up. Mm. And she says that they're seeing each other, but there's no labels. He learned his lesson about hanging out with rapists doesn't mean, even though you don't rape somebody, just because you're hanging out with them doesn't mean that you're still a good person. Yeah. Yeah. There was, you a, learned, there was you a learned. good message in that. For me, I don't know. Uh, this film was, uh, it is campy. I mean, if you're a fan of campy horror films, I. I, I would, wouldn't consider it a horror. You can watch it. <laughs> it is just a camp. It's, it's an odd campy it's film. genre. Uh, it's part of that genre, though. Uh, you'll, you might enjoy it, and I, I really want to put "might" in quotation. Uh, but if you're looking for something like that's scary and it'll de- definitely make you scared to go to the bathroom or even shower, yeah, this is not. This that is not the movie. No, not no. Uh, um, and I kind of just want to jump into our our ratings. Alex, you go first. <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean. Out of For 10 me, dead dicks, what are you, uh, what are you giving 10 this? Dead, uh, let's see. Um, I, you know, I'm going to give this movie, like, a solid three. Oh, oh, shit. I mean, it was fun. It was cute. Like, I could appreciate, like, the effects were pretty good. Like, the effects were really good. The special, like, the makeup and special effects were really done well um, for this kind of movie anyway, because you always feel like it's probably not going to be that good if it's like a lower grade movie but Mm -hmm. for this one it was actually pretty good i like the idea of it i thought it was fun but there was no it was pulled in too many directions yeah you either be woke and have a movie about being woke or you don't or you have an alien movie like you like or do it 
finesse it like they do, like you said, in like Shaun of the Dead and stuff like that, where they actually finesse it and touch on those subjects and do it right or just don't. It was pulled in too many directions. I didn't really care for like, I agree, it was too busy. Like, what am I watching here? Am I watching like a sappy teen drama or like an alien movie? If I'm expecting an alien movie, I'm expecting an alien movie of aliens eating everybody or sucking on brains or, you know, uh, you know, popping out of the stomach and eating people. Like, I, I want fun alien, like, I want to be scared. I want to potentially think that, oh man, this could be in my backyard. But I don't know. I think it was too pulled in too many directions. I could appreciate the, um, you know, trying to be woke about, you know, college campuses and how they can be dangerous for women and stuff like that. I could appreciate that. But you kind of fumbled mm-hmm. because it took away from the alienness of the movie. And there wasn't enough action scenes for me like there wasn't it was always pulled away I want to see more of the aliens instead of just like a glowing green pot in a basement yeah you know like it was meh for me I could appreciate the fun and everything about it like you know every and the lack of like I said before the lack of continuity for me like okay you just got bit in the thigh I feel like you'd be screaming a lot more you'd be oh. telling everybody to go choke on a fucking dick get away from me I'm bleeding out of my thigh you know instead of just laying there being like oh can somebody untie me that's I again super fun movie I appreciate it it's cute if you feel like you know having a couple beers and having a good laugh or getting baked out of your mind (laughs) it's a fun movie for that but there's really nothing much to it there's no substance there's no substance, but you, an right. empty alien shell. I think they half-assed uh, a lot of the aspects of the movie. I think they tried to please too many demographics, and they pleased nobody. Yes. Like they <laughs> funny, they tried to make it scary, they tried to make it serious, they tried to have some woke issues in there, but they didn't do any of them enough to please anybody. It seemed to me like it was a movie that was made on, uh, it was a movie made on committee, mm. and nobody had a strong vision for the movie. Yeah. Overall, though, there was some funny moments, like when the police officer uh, called uh, this town a shamrock shithole. I thought that was pretty. <laughs> yeah. And then when he tries, he drives by these uh, two. To me, they looked underage, like they were like middle school or high school girls walking around. But I guess it's a college town, so maybe they were college students. And he hit on them before getting uh, brutally killed. Um, the part where uh, Michael, who looks just like Brock Turner, getting hit. I think the acting was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quality of the movie was well made, like the lighting, the sound. Yeah. Um, all the technical aspects was good. Um, I, I honestly, I watched it and then I, right, right, right before this, it was good enough for me to throw it back on in the background while I was doing other stuff and kind of watch them in scenes again. I will give it a 10 out of six. It's watchable. It's okay. If you're hanging out with friends, it might be worth watching. So what is you your rating? Six out of 10? Six out of six 10. Out of six. six out of 10 dead dicks. Okay. It's, you said 10 out of six. And I was like, whoa. Oh, did I say 10 <laughs> I know. Six? I thought you were going to be like 10 out of 10. I was like, what? <laughs> I would rate Shaun of the Dead a 9.5 out of 10. There's no yeah. fucking way this movie is better than Shaun of the Dead. All right. Well, Shaun of the Dead I was about to almost over. comedy. Shaun of the Dead is like as close as you feel. Know, <laughs> even Shaun of the Dead, 10 out of 10. This movie gets 6 out of 10, but just barely. 
That's nice of you. Wow, I that was is, mean. Uh, that is very. Uh, I was very mean. <laughs> I, uh, I would have given it five out of five, but they did make me laugh. Yeah. Um, for me, this was um, even though they tried to amuse us with the the subject of how provocative it can be um, in a college town, especially with those sensitive subjects. Um, I don't know. It just. It didn't feel engaging for me. I, yeah, I yeah. just didn't seem to care. Um, I was like, yeah. oh no, I know that this is really sensitive area for you guys, but I just, I wanted to know more about what's happening around you. I um, want to know about the aliens. Instead of your personal lives. And that's really bad when when you don't have a connection with the characters. Um, and yeah. you'd rather know what's happening to the neighbor who's beaten, eaten. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You're like, you're mag- yeah. you're, there's no magnetism towards that character. And you're like, well, what yeah. the crap's going on? They could have, um, honestly, there's 20, maybe 30 minutes of material that they could have just removed um, out of this yeah. film. Yep. Um, and I, I do respect that there was uh, an almost 80s homage feel, um, but it felt very cheaply done. Um, but I do respect that the cinematography was done, uh, not badly, but it was done good. I thought it was good, yeah. Right. Um, and as far as like, like originality, it was it had a it was kind of choppy for me. Um, it was funny at at some time, at sometimes, uh, and even insightful. But I uh, let's leave it at that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm going through my notes here, and it's just it, it doesn't. It doesn't get there for me as far as what a um, as w- it, it's supposed to be campy. It's supposed to be a horror campy film, mm-hmm. um, but it just draws back from that. And I feel like it could have just been written a little bit more smarter or darker um, for it to to hit those spots. Um, and I my rating would have to be. I, I don't know. It would have to be like a 4.5 out of 10. Um, I was really close. That's why I was laughing when Alex said three, because I was really close to getting <laughs> three, two. Like, I'm going to give it okay, a 4.5 I feel less like an asshole now. <laughs> I wish the, I mean, the acting wasn't bad. The cinematography wasn't bad. It was just... Cinematography, actually, at moments, I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when, when, the cop, when the cop enters the house and is trying to get the other frat guys to leave, it was really good because it was, uh, the camera was constantly moving, um, and I feel like it added way more to the scene than the actors did. Oh, yeah. okay. cinematography. I do, oh, I absolutely do. I do remember that. Okay. Yeah, I, I like especially that scene. But I think the cinematographer was probably did the best job of the whole movie with what he could. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like with a script like that, you do which with, with what you can. Yeah. He uh, he made or whoever it was made made uh, the scenes that weren't interesting, were, were not interesting, the cinematographer made them interesting. Yeah, yeah. So thank you to the cinematographer, whoever that was. Um, yeah, sorry, 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 uh, we didn't learn your name. Yeah, I, we apologize. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll definitely throw it. Uh, we'll, we'll somehow add it into, uh, into the podcast. We'll put it in the description. 
<laughs> we'll throw it in there. Um, <laughs> all right, so that's a conclusion for uh, uh, for Into the Dark Crawlers. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, so with uh, with our conclusion, we always like to say thank you to our listeners and also uh, give a shout out uh, to we like to support local. Uh, as always, uh, I can um, uh, I can start first. Uh, I want to say thank you to uh, two guys from Hong Kong. Their food is amazing. Um, definitely try them out if you're. I will in- have to try them. Located at six zero one five South Virginia Street. <laughs> super super yummy. Uh, good. Um, we actually just ordered from them, uh, which is sitting in my living room right now. <laughs> I'm jealous. Oh, no. I'm jealous because the the Chinese food place I went to was meh. I'm not going to say them. Yeah, don't say their name. We don't want to. <laughs> no, I don't want to do. Don't get me wrong. Like the food is the food was phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. I got um, like Mongolian beef and it, it was the meat was delicious. Everything was delicious. I just for me, it was a little overpriced for what you got. But the food and the staff were incredible at the place I went to. I was just disappointed because I guess I'm a little spoiled being from New York. Like when you got Chinese, when you get Chinese food in New York, you get like a big ass fucking platter for like 15 bucks with like fried rice, your entree, egg rolls, everything. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like where, you know what I mean? Everywhere else I've been, it's, it's rare to go to a Chinese food place and get like a tiny dish. Yeah, I've yeah, never... Yeah, that's why I was surprised with this place. Yeah, so don't... Yeah, so don't say I their won't. name. Because I'm really surprised... I because I don't want to be that person. But their food is delicious. I've never been. I've never been to a, a, a Chinese place where it was, like, a small, tiny amount of something. Yeah, that's why I was... I, like, put the... I put the takeaway... Because it was in a takeaway container. I put it in front of me, and I was like, there's not a lot of food in here. I was, like... I was surprised, I guess, maybe because I'm American and fat, like... That's my assumption is that every fucking portion size is going to be ginormous. <laughs> but again, I, I'm spoiled being from the East Coast of like having like this ginormous platter of fucking food stuffed into the takeaway containers where like when you open it, it explodes food. So yeah. I guess I'm just a little spoiled from that. But they're, the place, their food was delicious. Their, you know, they were, it was clean. Everything was really nice. I was just disappointed. Because I would love leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Leftover Chinese food is like the fucking best at like three in the morning. I mean. Leftover Indian um, food. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Every, every place, every Indian restaurant I order from, they give you so much. It's it's two meals. Easily a yeah. two meals of food for like 12 bucks. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. For, uh, I want to order some right now. For, I want some too. <laughs> For me, um, Chinese food over at. I'm, I'm gonna get Chinese food with Chris. So <laughs> I'm jealous. I wish I was down in Reno with you guys to eat it. So Brian, do you have uh, anyone that you wanna um, plug in? Yes. Uh, for this episode, I have been drinking a gin martini made from gin from Tentor, which is a local uh, distillery and brewery. Really good fucking gin. It's actually my favorite gin. Um, I'm excited to try it. Yeah, it's really good. It's really smooth. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, anyone else wants to try it, they um, they sell. Isn't that correct? They sell it online as well. I'm not sure where you can order it from online, but I'm assuming they probably do or will. Um, but I mean, they do sell it in different liquor stores around Reno. I, mean, I know for sure they do. Uh, they're located at 490 Mill Street. 
I'm I have a few places. <laughs> You're like older than me. When when we when we can do an episode in person, I will bring you some. Yay! Ah. My God! Yay! Then you can you can make. I mean, guys, Bryant made me a tequila fucking drink the last time I was at his house. I can't even remember what you made me, but it was like the it was a margarita, I think. And it yeah. was the best fucking dr- I dream about that margarita, just to let you know. <laughs> well, like I, I dream about it. <laughs> I can't make that for you again because I drink all that tequila all that tequila and I got the tequila from Mexico. Well oh. I remember what I used. I used uh creme de agave. Uh like I still have some right here. Like more than almost yeah, half a box. I it's, uh, it literally. I I was thinking about it the other night, and I was like, "Man, I could go for that because that was the best margarita I've ever had in my existence." Honestly, the best way to make a margarita is fresh lime juice and use agave, agave syrup instead of like a simple syrup. It was uh, so good, but yes, I will hold you to that. You're gonna make <laughs> me a gin martini. I will make I'm you a gin. Excited. Um. For me, I went to I went to so many places, I feel like, this past week. I went to my favorite muffin, which has, uh, like, the best fucking muffins. Their lemon fucking muffin, like, slaps so hard. is so fucking good. And then uh, Pine State Biscuits, I went to. Their biscuits are delicious. My favorite coffee shop, always. Uh, Comics and Coffee, they're my favorite. I love them so much. Who else did I? I feel like I've been everywhere local this week for some reason. I've been down to Reno a lot this week. Uh, obviously, the owner, Asian food store. So good. Uh, the, the owner at Comics and Coffee, does he still deliver you your coffee uh, on skates? No, because they're you, they're allowed to have people in the... They're allowed to have people in their, like, lobby. He, but I'm sure I, he... <laughs> That was my favorite. That made my day. When me and you yeah. left. <laughs> what was he dressed as again? Huh? What was he dressed as again? Was he dressed as Zelda? Uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Okay, he's dressed as Wonder yeah. Woman. That's okay. awesome. And he brought you your coffee. And I was like, this is amazing. I love this. <laughs> yeah. I, already, I already love the coffee shop. It's also my favorite. Because they give you, like, you pay for a cheap cup of coffee. Cheap cup of coffee it's really good coffee and they give it to you in a giant fucking bowl yeah it's like it's like a bowl of coffee it's not a cup and it's it's actually their regular like just black coffee is delicious oh good which is hard to come by you know it's always burnt and gross but their regular coffee is amazing and their cold brew is really good mm-hmm. and what i love is that they make like a frappuccino style drink, but they make it with their cold brew. And it's fucking incredible. It's better if you, you know, if you get a craving for like a sweet drink like that and don't want to support Starbucks because they're kind of garbage. Theirs, (laughs) it's so much harder. It's so good. Like, I don't know if it's the cold brew or how they even blend it because it doesn't get that weird separation of like blended ice to coffee. I think Starbucks as a company is okay, but their coffee is shit. Especially yeah. black coffees. Yeah, it, like you just, I I think for me, the one thing I do enjoy about living here in, well, I live up in Incline, but going down to Reno so much is that I feel like I'm spoiled with coffee shops that have incredible, like lo- local coffee shops. 
that have incredible coffee. So whenever I come back up to Incline, there's Starbucks up here and it's fucking trash and I get it because I'm on my way to work and I'm like, this is awful and I just paid like $6 for it. And it tastes like toilet water. Or you can get a really good cup for like two fifty. Yeah, you know, so it's like I got spoiled constantly going down to Reno and hitting all the good like Old World Coffee, Reno Coffee Co., like all the good shit down there. And it's you like, can, same with bars. You can, pay, you can pay six bucks for a shitty cup of coffee and the customer service might be good. Or yeah. you go to in comics where you're going to watch Deadpool while drinking a giant yeah. cup of delicious-ass coffee given to you by a man on skates dressed as Wonder Woman. <laughs> Who the fuck is going to pay more for shittier yeah. coffee not delivered by a yeah, guy in like, skates dressed as Wonder if Woman? I, if I could watch Revenge of the Sith <laughs> and cry over, like, my bowl of coffee when, you know, fucking Obi-Wan's like, you were my brother, Anakin. Like, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm down for. I, that's the customer service. <laughs> I just want to say uh, real quick, we are not sponsored by We're not. And we're ranting. We just love them. We just- All right. So, Coffee and Comics, what's your rating? Hmm? Coffee and Comics, what's your rating? What's your uh, dead dude. rating? Oh, my God. My dead dick rating for them is like a thousand out of ten. I love them so much there. They're always so kind and... I think that's important, especially with everything that's going on with COVID. I feel like, you know, a lot of essential workers have been abused and put through the ringer. And, you know, they're still always with a smile on their face, always happy to kind of make a drink for you. You know, if you tell them what you like, they'll make a drink to however you like it. And I, you know, customer service is important and it's hard now because... The customer service industry has been so strained because of all the, um, you know, Karens and Kens and Kevins of the world. You know, it's still nice to have that because I try, you know, I don't expect it anymore because I feel bad for essential workers. What right, they have to be put I'm through. sorry for cutting you off. We were giving Coffee and Comics too much of an advertisement. Chris, yeah. I vote we <laughs> video over to them to see if we can get a sponsorship. Oh, oh my god. Please give me coffee. <laughs> like you don't uh, even last have time coffee, coffee, that'd be fine. I don't need money. We just want the coffee <laughs> yeah, for like just want coffee. coffee. I just need coffee. Your coffee is delicious. <laughs> it's great and wonderful. We're rambling about it and it's wonderful because I feel like, you know, we me, Brian, and Chris share a love of like coffee and alcohol together, and it's great. And Asian food, yes. So it's wonderful. It's a good bond of love when we can just talk about coffee and alcohol. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely half the episode is uh, talking about coffee and alcohol and not about. <laughs> so it's wonderful. I'm just going to wrap this up for our audience members. Yes. yes. Uh, we don't recommend uh, the movie, but we do recommend Coffee and Comics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hit it up. So Get the Jen Bryant was talking about as well. <laughs> Reno is an interesting place. <laughs> and it has a lot of good things. <laughs> Thank you guys for <laughs> Thank you for listening. Go get some coffee. Thank you guys uh, so much for uh, listening to uh, to the I'm podcast. Rambling. See you guys next time. Or uh, we don't actually see anyone now because yeah. of COVID. But uh, we will 
comment. <laughs> Leave us a comment on uh, if you guys have any movies comment that you us. Watch, would like us to uh, to watch. Uh, definitely talk to us. Our, um, our Instagram, uh, Dead Dicks Podcast. All right. We love you guys. Talk to us, please. Love you. Dead Dicks. Love you guys. Mwah. Dead Dicks. 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 Dead